2: This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Experience the thrilling burst of delicious cherry flavor with the crisp and refreshing Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in zero sugar, diet, and mini cans, Pepsi Wild Cherry is the perfect way to indulge your wild side. From a Friday night binge watch to a raucous evening of pizza and sweatpants with your friends... Pepsi Wild Cherry lets everyone get wild their way. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild.
1: This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire, you're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered. For your next spring adventure, shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com. All right, at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long.
3: That's
2: my opinion! He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of this. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Close your legs to married me in trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo?
3: Welcome to the Morally Corrupt podcast here on the Ringer Reality feed. I am Chelsea Jones, joined by the always fabulous and bleep blonde, Zach Peter. How are we today?
0: I'm great. Doing better than Shannon Bedore.
3: Aren't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Consistently, like that should be the bar. Like, as long as I'm just doing better than Shannon Bedore, I think I'm Mm. okay. You know?
0: She's going through it.
3: She is going through it. Well, we are here to discuss... Some OC news this week, but also dive into Real Housewives of Miami as well as Southern Charm. It's back on our screens after the Thanksgiving break. So I'm very excited to get into it. Some interesting episodes, relationship episodes, but let's dive into some relationship news. Seems as if Alexis Bellino and John Jansen are sparking some romance rumors. So if you guys don't remember Alexis Jesus Jugs Bellino, she was on Real Housewives of Orange County a few years ago for some seasons. Her ex-husband, who is awful, was this guy on the show that no one loved, but now she's single. And she is supposedly dating John Jansen, who is Shannon's. Ex boyfriend, whom at BravoCon, Shannon was saying that she was getting rid of all toxic things in her life, and that included John Jansen. So, as far as we know, things aren't good with John and Shannon. And it's made even messier by this new romance with Alexis Bellino, who is also friends with Tamara Judge, which I didn't realize they were friends. But I don't think this is boding well for Tamara and Shannon. So, First of all, what do you think about this rumored romance between John and, and Alexis?
0: I mean, John's terrible. So the fact that he's yeah. doing this is... I mean, but now we it brings context to that rumor that the day she got her DUI, she was ranting about Alexis Bellino. So I'm like, I wonder if Shannon like I found out that like Alexis and John have been talking and John was always like, remember and we're just friends. So he's like allowed to talk to Alexis Bellino. So I think Alexis has been around for a while and he's been, you know, praying to her Jesus Jugs for a minute.
3: So Tamara, who always finds herself in in the mix, even though she really has nothing to do with this, (laughs) talked about a text exchange that she had with Alexis on her podcast, Two Peas in a Pod. Tamara is friends with Alexis, as I said. So Tamara said, her and I had a text exchange. Well, actually, she texted me. Thank you so much for your kind. Thank you so much for kind of sticking up for me on your podcast. Because we talked about this when it all went down. And I said, no worries. It's just so ridiculous that you can't even take a picture nowadays. And it's like, oh my God, now you're dating. She's like, no, I just met him. Like, just got to know him, said Bellino. So judge also stated Bellino does not have a friendship with Bedore. She explains that. And she explained that, you know, Bellino left Orange County before Shannon even joined in season nine. Yeah, they never overlapped. However this article says that Tamara is not on the best terms with Shannon right now. And I think that it does have to do with her friendship with Alexis. Oh, wait, no. Oh no. She says this. She says we had a falling out. I'm not going to say, but I'm not very happy with her right now. I think it's something we could work through but we had a disagreement before Thanksgiving and I have not spoken to her since. Yeah. So, I don't know. Aren't they on the Tres Amigos tour? Like, what is that all about? I pausing? think it's wrapped. Yeah, okay. I
0: think it. Okay. Uh, they've wrapped their the dates they've had so it must be on pause. But I mean, I don't know. It's not looking good for Shannon. Shannon's coming into this new season with no allies. I'm kind of disappointed that Alexis is not returning because like, yeah. that would have really put Shannon in, you know, some hot water having to deal with the fallout from her DUI and not having Tamara as her friend anymore. I don't know. I don't even know if Heather and Shannon are friends. It doesn't seem like anyone's friends with Shannon. Even the two, like, rumored newbies I don't think are on good terms with Shannon either.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that it will. It, I, don't, I don't even think it could be a redemption season for Shannon. Who knows? I'm looking forward to seeing how she has adjusted her life since the DUI because, like, as we saw on the show, she drank heavily and she denied it. And I am curious as to what this falling out is that they had. Hate that it happened off camera because now it's just going to be a bunch of she said, she said type stuff. But we'll see. I mean, it's it's kind of revving up for OC to be an interesting, another interesting season because it was... It did have a redemption season last year.
0: I think Gina and Shannon are going to be friends going into Uh, the season.
3: Zach, that is what we call a hot take.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you right now. I think that that's what we're going to get. Gina's Shannon's going to reach out to Gina and be like, I'm so sorry. I wish CPS never did take your kids (laughs) and you're welcome for saving them. But I now understand what you were going through, and I was a terrible friend to you. And then Gina, and we were like, well, yeah, Shannon. And then they'll end up like just kind of rekindling because Shannon's going to need an ally, and I think Gina is the weakest link that will break.
3: I don't know about that. I still just think they wait. will hate each other. But you, you go ahead with that hot take. You go ahead. You, you keep it hot, honey. I but- will. Let's go ahead and move on to Real Housewives of Miami season six, episode five: A Night at the Opera. We didn't get any opera singing oh. yet, so I don't know why this episode. Thank God!
0: <laughs> I cannot <laughs> when Zachary's that opera next week, comes. I'm oh God. It's coming
3: next week. You like it or not? Can't wait.
0: Holding my breath.
3: So. The episode, we start off by like seeing how all the women are doing, catching up with each of them. And then it starts with Marisol and Kiki. Kiki comes over to Marisol's house, and she's in a walker. These women are dramatic. Kiki has some type of swollen ankle or something. And Marisol has diagnosed herself with multiple injuries and is in a sling. And they're sitting. Do you think they planned this before getting together? Like, Kiki was like... I was like, "Let's like really ham it up, Kiki. You get a walker. I'll put my arm in a sling, and it'll just be really funny." Like it felt a little like gimmicky. No,
0: it. I mean, I'm sure it was a little gimmicky. I'm sure they like talked about their or injuries. The yeah, and I'm pretty sure there was like some producer planting to have this moment. It was just there. They do the moat, and then they flash back to Adriana in her wheelchair from when yeah. Uh, yeah. who was it that fell on her ankle?
3: Adriana Kiki. Was it Kiki? Was it Kiki? I think it might have been Kiki. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the water. So they're, you know, they're kikiing and talking about the basketball tournament, you know, and how Marisol is explaining to Kiki the difference between fraudulent and flatulence, which was yeah. funny.
0: Oh, you thought it was funny? I was like, oh my God. I was like, can we move on from the flatulence, please? I don't (laughs) want to talk about these women farting anymore.
3: I think it's funny whenever Kiki's like, this doesn't make sense to me. Like, what are you like weird Americans talking about? Like, I think it's funny. (laughs) And then, you know, Kiki starts to say how she is feeling a little bit left out and abandoned by her friend, Larsa. So, you know, Kiki had her, you know, whole ankle being swollen or hurt or whatever. And she said, Nicole, text me. You text me. Like, I haven't heard from Larsa. And, you know, as a matter of fact, I haven't really heard from Larsa much since she started dating Marcus. Like, you know, last season, we seen that they went out a lot together. They spent a lot of time together and whatnot. And I do kind of understand... Like, it's a weird friendship dynamic. Like, when you're the single friend and your friend gets a boyfriend and your relationship changes. However, I do feel like Larsa is so, as they say, codependent on Marcus that this is a more severe case of of that. Where, you know, later on in the episode, Lars is pretty much like, get a boyfriend and we'll hang out. Like, it, it doesn't seem like she's interested on one-on-one girl time anymore, which is sad.
0: yeah. I mean I like their relationship but I don't know something about like they're too attached at the hip and you can tell that she's like putting everything like even the fact like they're they're working together a lot more they have the podcast they did the traders together like it's just it's too much and I don't know how sustainable that's going to be for their relationship long term. Yeah, like
3: and now that I think about it cuz I was curious like why is Marcus on Traders and now that I see the show a little bit do you think she was like I literally won't do this unless my boyfriend's with me?
0: Yeah. I, I don't think they were offering the traitors up to Marcus. Yeah. I think she was like, I'm not... Yeah, she wasn't going to go to Scotland for that many weeks and not be around Marcus. Like, she was going to go with him.
3: Yeah, it's crazy. And you guys, yes, I know that I flip on One of them on has Larsa. to be a traitor. I know I flip flop on Larsa last week, but I'm back on the Larsa can't stand her train. I, I think I might stay there <laughs> for a while because this woman... Really, is a doozy. This
0: episode, this episode was a lot with her. I was like, "Wow."
3: Yeah, we're going, we're going with the fake cancer storyline, Larsa. Like, that's what we're, that's what we're gonna accuse people of. Okay. Okay. Let's buckle up, buttercup. (sighs) So we also get a double date between Nicole and Alexia and their husbands, which I thought was like a cute scene. It was nice, somewhat filler scene, but like we had to have Anthony and Todd together to address the weird apology video, which they did, which was also weird (laughs) to see them talking about it.
0: And, like, trying to just, like, casually, like, make light of it. I'm like, no, it's fucking weird. Like, no, we're not. Like, why are we joking about this? It's weird.
3: It's weird. But I do like, I mean, I love Nicole, so I like seeing her get along with everybody. So I do like that Nicole and Alexia are kind of back on the same page now. And then, as we know, we get Larsa and Marcus. And they have their podcast. I think it's called Separation Anxiety. And they're recording their first episode. And, yeah, like, Larsa acknowledges that it's awkward for Marcus's father and for her ex-husband because they had a relationship, i.e. they won six championships together and they were the Batman to each other's Robin. But it's not awkward for Marcus and Larsa. Clearly (laughs) not. I, I did kind of appreciate her at least acknowledging that it's awkward for other people <laughs> and they kind of talk about how, you know, each other's families found out seemingly Marcus's mother wasn't that thrilled about it. And I guess neither was Larsa's parents. They thought it was weird too, but last holiday season, they got together and went to each other's families' houses. And that's when things kind of started to change between the families. But in the confessional, the producer asked Larsa specifically, well, like, Marcus's mom came around. What does Michael think about it? And Larson won't talk about Michael. What do you think? I think Michael's like, I don't like it.
0: No, I don't. Hasn't he spoken out and said he doesn't like it? Like, I just, I think.
3: So one time he did like, he did say to a TMZ camera, like, no, they're definitely not getting married. Like he said something like that. Yeah. And then recently... I don't know if it was an interview that Marcus did, but like basically saying like, my dad just wants me to be happy, which is code for my dad is unhappy with this, but because I'm happy, he's going to he's say he's happy. tolerating it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's putting up with it for now.
3: Yeah. So I don't think he loves it. No. They really do seem to think that they're going to get married to one another.
0: No, so. it, this is not going to last. Marcus and Malarsa, like it's... Too hot and heavy right now, but it's it's not sustainable. I don't think they're going to last at all.
3: It's not sustainable whatsoever. And he just seems like a really, like, logical, nice human being and normal. And I don't know. It's, like, weird to me that he... Maybe he, doesn't, he doesn't
0: know the real Larsa yet.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But then we get Julia... And Adriana going to some weird therapy thing. We're not going to talk about the therapy thing, but we are going to talk about Marisol getting invited to the fuck cancer party that Julia is throwing for uh, Martina. And, you know, on one hand, I think, you know, Adriana's hands was forced. Like, Julia wanted to invite everyone to the party, so Adriana kind of had to be okay with it. So it's not that it was big of her to, like, say yes, uh, Marisol could come, but, like... You know, kudos, I guess, a little bit to her for being like, whatever about it.
0: It's not her place. She offered up her house. It's Julia's party. Julia gets to invite whoever Julia wants to invite.
3: Yes. And so Julia wants to invite Marisol. And so she calls her. Marisol is awkwardly surprised by... Uh, the call from Julia, which like I appreciate you being like uh candid about it, but like it was just weird, like how like taken aback she was by getting a phone call from Julia. And so she invites her to the party. And initially Marisol does seem pretty flattered and like honored to be there or to be invited. And, you know, she says, like, you know, thank you for inviting me. Like, I know this is probably like, it puts you in a really tough position and I'm happy to talk about it if you want. Like, it was actually like very nice. And then as as Marisol's talking, Adriana says like, tell her it's at my house. Tell her it's at my house. And so Julia says, and by the way, like it is going to be at Adriana's house. And that quickly, Marisol says, oh, you know what? I have a surgery that day and I'm going to have to come home and lay down. So I'm not sure if I could make it or a medical procedure, something. Medical procedure. Yeah. yeah. And it was kind of weird. Very quickly, did she say, yet yeah, not available.
0: No, I think it was already weird that Julia was inviting her because Julia's good friends with Adriana and Julia's always been team Adriana more than she's ever really had a close relationship with Marisol. So I get marisol being taken aback by it and being like this is kind of weird i don't normally hear from you we're we're not really friends but like okay maybe this is an olive branch maybe this is an opportunity for us to build a relationship and then hearing that it's at adriana's house and like clearly it's going to already be drama because if you're going to adriana's house you already know adriana is going to like pull some sort of stunt because she always pulls some sort of stunt so i support marisol's decision to stay home and drink vodka and not go see adriana
3: You know, I actually didn't think it was—I think it would have been more weird and more of an issue if Julia didn't invite Marisol, because then the narrative would have been like, oh, you don't think that I could handle myself at a party that's to honor your wife? Like, you don't think I can put bullshit aside to, you know, honor your wife battling cancer? Yeah. So I did think, like, Julia kind of did it in that way of, like, I'm inviting all of the women, and I can't just not invite one. Like, it's all or nothing. So I didn't think it was weird that she invited her. I did think it was funny that Marisol like quickly like was like backtracked. I was like, you know what? Ain't coming. I'm going to come up with this excuse. I'm getting Botox earlier in the day and I need to lay down. That's her
0: medical (laughs) procedure.
3: (laughs) I think, you know, it was so I and I understand why she wouldn't want to be there if it's at Adriana's house. I do. And, you know, that makes Adriana very upset, which you would think Adriana would be relieved. Like, oh, great. I don't have to have this woman that I don't like at my house. No, it, it, that's not how Adriana sees things. No, Adriana she likes to fight. Th- she likes to fight. And she gets upset with Julia because Julia doesn't like to fight. Julia's not confrontational. Julia's like, oh, yeah, valid excuse. I don't mind. Rest yeah, the up, ketamine
0: honey. The ketamine is not working for Adriana.
3: No, and it, it really is like... It, I'm starting to really just have a disliking for Adriana and, like, less and less sympathy for her Um, as I feel like she's continuing to, like, lean into, like, the victim card. Yep. Yeah. So...
0: She... Yeah. Nope. I saw it last season. See it again this season. I think she's jealous of Alexia. I think she's jealous of Marisol because they outshine her on the show. They have men. They're in good relationships. These men take care of them. And I think Adriana is just a salty Sally.
3: I never heard of a salty Sally.
0: Me either. It just came to me. Oh, I
3: was like, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) A bitter Betty. (laughs) Yes. Salty Sally, Adriana. Then we cut to this Formula One event and we hear, you know, Kiki. It is weird. She's a fifth wheel. She thought it was going to be a girl's night. A little fun, but... I mean, they're
0: really sticking it to her that she is single.
3: Really are, and it is kind of like I get that they're in new relationships, but it is like, come on, ladies, like let's just like hang out with the girls. Like, can we just do that? The, you, we don't. Lisa's codependent on Jody. Lars is yeah. codependent with Marcus. Like they are. I mean, not... Lisa is
0: fully dependent on Jody. Yeah. Like Lisa is like everything is coming from from gay Uncle Jody.
3: Yes, yeah. <laughs> Gunkel and Kiki does call out Larsa. She kind of says it to Marcus, but you know that she misses her friend. She misses spending time with her. She misses having someone to hang out with. And Larsa basically in her confessional does say like, she's over that aspect of life, going out with a friend, going out with a girlfriend, which I do understand. Like you don't want to party, but like you could still get lunch with your friend. You could still get like happy hour with your friend.
0: Yeah. Catch up.
3: Yeah. But that, if, you know, Kiki wants to go out and do those things and she basically needs a boyfriend so that they could all go together, which I think is sad. Like, you should be able to go get girl, dinner with your girlfriend and not have your boyfriend around or not feel like men have to be there to, so that your boyfriend could be around. Like, it, it's yeah, weird. This is what
0: Lisa and Larsa are not going to stay in their relationships. Like, the, these relationships are not going to last. They're way too codependent on each other. And it's just, it's not a healthy dynamic at all.
3: No, it's a big red and they're going to
0: have no friends at the end of it because they discard all the kikis in their life because they don't feel like they're at their level. Yeah. They're single.
3: Yeah, it's yeah, it's not cool. And then Lisa, you know, she starts to recount the previous night she went out with Gertie and I saw Adriana there. I'm not
0: sure what it, where they were like, what the event was. If they just got together, it was some sort of like patron event because they were drinking.
3: OK, so it, it's, this is like Formula One weekend or whatever. So like there's a lot of stuff going on in Miami. So, you know, she starts to kind of go in to it with Gertie about like Lisa just can't help herself now that now that she knows that Gertie's sick, she's like, I want to be there for you. Like, I know something's going on, but I don't want to get into the details of how I know or what I know, but I know something's going on. I just want to be there for you. And Gertie immediately gets defensive. And like testy and is like, oh, well, Larsa told you. Larsa told you this. Like, I'm not going to tell you the details unless you tell me the details. And like on the defense, which I kind of understand, but I wish she would have scaled it back a little bit because she's very much valid in her feelings and being upset. But I don't think she's getting her point across because of how angry she is. And she says to Lisa that basically like, I knew that... I was I knew telling Larsa like she was gonna fail like i I was testing her and she failed and I knew she would fail like she says something along those lines and so in present day, you know Lisa regurgitates all of this to Larsa and Larsa, st- starts to say, well, you know, I just think it's weird that she's drinking and like, shouldn't sick people not be drinking? Like, is (sighs) she even sick? Does she even have cancer? And like, stuff like that. And this is when I... I was like, we're, this, is, this is where we're going. We're going to doubt. Well,
0: first, before she even got into the drinking, she was like, I don't understand why she's getting so upset. Like, isn't that bad for your health to get like so yeah. worked up about stuff? And then she gets into the drinking and I'm like, one, you're the one that pissed her off. And two, like, what do you care if she's drinking or not? Like, yeah,
3: yeah. if she it's, said
0: her doctor said it was okay to have a cocktail or two, then fine, that's between her and her doctor.
3: It's between her and her doctor and she probably needs it to take the edge off dealing with one cancer and two, you bitches. (laughs) Like,
0: who can blame her? (laughs) I was even shocked that even Lisa wasn't very compassionate.
3: Yeah. And like, I get wanting to be there for that, but let her tell you when she's ready. You know, like that's, that's the whole thing is like she was not ready to say it. And I think like, I understand wanting to be supportive of somebody, but like, you could be supportive without saying that you're being supportive, you know? Yeah. What Gertie probably does need is like a fun night out with the girls not thinking about that she yeah. has cancer <laughs> and like not having to talk about it and and reveal all the horrible things and thoughts around it, you know? So that's being supportive, just having a fun, make her laugh. <laughs> like,
0: Yeah, you know? you know she's going through a lot, so why not distract her from all of that? And when she's ready and willing to talk to you about it, then, you know, that's something that she can talk to you about.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. It, it was surprising to see that Lisa wasn't, you know, and again, like Gertie gets defensive. So then I think the other woman get defensive and they forget they're fighting with someone that has cancer. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Yeah. So then we get to, you know, the big event of the episode, the fuck cancer party, which was really nice. It looked like a nice little swarway. Um, soir-way, soir-way. Now I sound like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alexia and Gertie are there. Gertie looked beautiful. I loved her dress. They all look gorgeous. Gertie and Alexia are there and they're talking. And at this point, Gertie had posted on her Instagram that she is diagnosed with cancer. So now, like, everyone knows. She thinks this is her way of telling everybody. And, you know, Alexia you know, Gertie thanks Alexia for calling her and texting her like earlier in the day and that she really appreciates it. And Alexia says, you know, I have to be honest with you. Like I did already know. And that's when Gertie's like, Oh, so Larsa told you too. And she learns like it happened at this party and like Gertie's, Rightfully upset. And I get it. Like she said in her confessional, what if my kids didn't know? What if my family didn't know? And then you're going yeah. around telling all these people, what if it got out? What if they found out through the newt? Like stuff like that. And so it's a very, very, you know, it makes sense as to why she's upset, regardless of if other people found out. Like that's just not your news to share. Right. And Alexia, you know, she does try to play devil's advocate and say you know, it was coming from a good place. Like she was sharing it with us because she cared, like she wanted us to get together and like whatnot. Rally and sport, rally yeah. and whatnot. And so Gertie like, and Alexi is like, did you tell her not to say anything? And she's like, yes. Like I specifically told her not to say anything and to which we get yeah. the flashback where she's Gertie says like, please don't share this. I don't know how I want to share this with the other women yet. Larsa says, I'm not the type of person to talk about other people's stuff or something along those lines. And here she is, like, as we saw six hours later telling all the women. And so in her confessional, Alexia is like, yeah, like I'd actually be pretty pissed too if I were Gertie. Like I understand where she's coming from. I would be upset. And so yeah, it was, it was really, it's, it's hot. And again, like I said, like Gertie, I wish, you know, you know, I can't, tell someone how to react to something. Like, I've never been in her shoes, hope to never be in her shoes. However, I do, like, wish that she would have just taken Alexia's sympathies and, like, well wishes yeah, and just be like, I'm going to deal with Larsa another time and, like, kept it in that positive space instead of spiraling over the Larsa stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get why she spiraled, but, yeah. you know, I just... I don't know. I think Larsa really fumbled the ball on this one, and I just—I mean—I don't know if I believe that she was even trying to like really test Larsa. I think she was trying to just see if she can trust Larsa and see it like—is this person really going to be there for me as a friend? And clearly, Larsa is just not capable of doing that.
3: Yeah, I don't think she like thought about it before she went to that coffee date. Like, I'm going to tell her and see what happens. I don't think it was anything yeah. like that. I think it was like after she said it, she was like, "Well." Let me see if if she is gonna be a good friend to me in this moment, type of a thing. Yeah. And so Dr. Nicole arrives and she sits and she joins Alexia and Gertie. And as they're all talking about this, Dr. Nicole reveals that Larsa did call her earlier in the week. And was questioning the validity of Gertie's diagnosis, asking if this is even real, and like, why would she be testing me? like, was this test mean? like is she testing me because it's fake? like which like how I'm trying to be gentle with my words because I did like her last week, but <laughs> dumb can you be (laughs) to to for that to be your end conclusion of well she's testing me so this is fake like who would make that up who would make that up brooks brooks yes but (laughs) does gertie have said character of brooks no like why would you like why would that be the line that you draw it just she's uh, To protect
0: just, herself because she didn't want to yeah. look bad. So she wants to like throw it back on Gertie and be like, well, we don't even know if she really does have cancer because she's drinking and she's fighting. And it's just, to me, it's, I don't know. You just, you don't, you shouldn't question something like that.
3: No, you shouldn't. And it, it is like, that is just Lars's personality. And we saw it last season when it was with Dr. Nicole of like, I'm just going to double down. I'm going to say you fucked every guy in the hospital. And- I don't care if I heard it from someone that I have no idea <laughs> their credibility or anything like that, but I'm going to say I'm going to double down and I'm going to continue this rumor just because I don't want to admit that I was wrong in saying it in the first place. And like, that's mm. the same thing here. It's just, she can't, I don't, it's, it's bizarre. She's a weird woman.
0: You like her. You met her. I
3: even now. I take it all back. <laughs> Eating yeah, my she did words. not look
0: good. She did not look good this episode. And what I hate is that even when she's wrong and she finds out that she's wrong, she doubles down on it and like yes. really sticks to it. And I'm just like, just own that you were wrong. And yeah. like, maybe we don't like double down on these things or maybe yeah. we like do a little more self-reflection. Yes. Because if it happens to her, she goes crazy and, and then like goes with these nasty, you know, Yes. Jabs that she throws at people.
3: Self-reflection. That is what we need. But um, so all the women end up arriving except for Marisol. And we're waiting for Lisa. And everyone's like, Lisa's always late, blah, blah, blah. But Nicole's like, well, has anyone talked to her? Because of that article that came out. And the article in which uh, Nicole is referring to is Lenny accusing Lisa of putting a listening device in his car so that she could hear conversations between Lenny and his lawyers or something like that, which all of them think is, like, ridiculous and, like, there's no way that Lisa could do this. I like Nicole trying to envision Lisa, like, you know, tapping her Valentino heels and, like, getting under the car to put the listening device in. I thought that was funny. So none of them believe it, but they are concerned because, like, this is a really big accusation that that could come with, you know, big legal ramifications. So... They're all waiting for Lisa to show up. Larsa calls Lisa and the episode ends with Lisa pretty much saying on on FaceTime that the police have come to her house and that's kind of all that we get. So I guess we'll pick up next week where it left off. I don't know how this news story played out. I can't remember. I don't even even remember this. Yeah. I'm assuming nothing came of it, but it is still scary. So we'll see. We also got a little tension between Larsa and Gertie as well that kind of got push to the side cuz they're like guys this is Martina's thing let's not fight. So we'll see how the party concludes next week. Looking forward to it. But but yeah, that's Miami. What any additional thoughts?
0: Can't wait for the opera. I can't. <laughs> can't wait.
3: Oh gosh, rich people Ugh, and their like a- weird habits to pick up. Like, oh, I got a farm, I got goats, I got chicken. Let me
0: learn how to sing opera. <laughs> Julia is just never tr- like she just never redeems herself with me.
3: She's a, she's a weird one too, weird
2: woman. Lots of weird women in Miami. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Experience the thrilling burst of delicious cherry flavor with the crisp and refreshing Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in zero sugar, diet, and mini cans, Pepsi Wild Cherry is the perfect way to indulge your wild side. From a Friday night binge watch to a raucous evening of pizza and sweatpants with your friends, Pepsi Wild Cherry lets everyone get wild their way. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild.
1: This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.
2: Let's go ahead
3: and move a little bit over South or whether or what? I don't know. Somewhere else in the South, Southern Charm. <laughs> Season 9, episode 11, Jamaican Me Crazy, man. So the gang is going to Jamaica. And Craig is a typical man and invites everyone to Jamaica to hang out with Paige And for them all to get to know Paige and he plans his trips. And, you know, it's everyone's excited to see Paige and hang out with her. However, he invites everyone else on the trip before he even invites Paige on the trip. And (laughs) Paige is busy. (laughs) Paige is booked and busy. Paige says, I can't go. Which, like, kind of made me LOL. Because it was like, that's just like such a dude thing. to Just be like, okay, let's do this. And like not talk to his partner before doing it.
0: I mean, it was also just, like, strange to me because this is for the show. So, like, this trip had to have been planned. Like, you don't just be like, we're going to take a trip to Jamaica this week. Like, if you and your friends are taking a trip and you find a good deal, yeah, that's a believable story. But, like, you have to get clearances. You have to, you know, pay for the crew's travel and for their accommodation. So, I think... Paige wanted to get paid for this trip and Bravo was like, nah, you're not a cast member. And so she's like, okay, peace. And then we had to play it out like this. Cause like, to me, it was just weird that he was like, I'm just going to plan a trip last minute. And, you know, just not even, you know, like just kind of pretend, like go with this story, you know?
3: Yeah. No, I agree. He, I, I will say though, it, it like... Maybe she wanted to get paid, but I could also see a universe where he was like, literally like, oh, I forgot to tell my girlfriend about this trip. Let me tell her now. Like, I yeah, just, just such a guy. thing.
0: <laughs> Craig has become really likable. He's really redeemed himself.
3: He really has. He really has. I just I, I still just don't think I'm on board with the page and Craig of it all. I feel like he deserves someone that's just as crazy about him as he is about her. Yeah,
0: and like, I agree. He's. Yeah, I agree. And he's just so cute. He's painting his nail and like well, FaceTiming and painting. Weird.
3: I don't like his <laughs> nail painting. He'll have one nail. Like, I don't like he his painting pa- neon and he blue. Has, like, okay. Weird. And he
0: has really ugly hands.
3: Yeah. <laughs> don't need to draw attention to that.
0: <sighs> no, <laughs> he does not have, yeah.
3: He he is he is grown up, we'll say. But so we get to that, and then we also get to, you know, everyone's getting ready for the trip. So we get the, you know. We get this in every franchise. Let's go shopping and talk scene about the trip we're about to go on. And so Shep and JT go shopping for the trip to Jamaica. And Shep shares to JT that Taylor sent him a text. And the way in which he described the text was actually quite modest and and generous as he explained (laughs) it to JT. And so to my literal surprise, when I saw them post the text message exchange onto the screen... I was gasp, and I paused it and typed it down verbatim. So Taylor texts to Shep, I'm asking if you're good or not. Shep says, I'm good. And then he texts again, I suppose. And then she says, ha ha, I'm asking dickwise. And I'm like, wait, dickwise? What? <laughs> and Shep says, ha, huh, probably not. She says, "K. period. Well, stay with Austin. You're lame as fuck. And I was like, wow. 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 So Shep was obviously upset because he was like, Taylor's trying to use Austin to make me jealous. And he saw it as that. We learned later in the episode that Austin also knew what Taylor was doing And was trying to kind of put them against each other, which he didn't appreciate because he knows like his relationship with Shep right now is a little bit, you know, on shaky grounds. So doesn't want to be used as a pawn in any of this. JT is like obsessed with Taylor and is like, well, you know, she's really going through it, blah, blah, blah. And to me, it's like, you know what? No, guys, she's being an asshole. Like she's being an asshole. This is not okay behavior. And we can't keep excusing it just because Shep broke her heart. Like she's she's being an (laughs) asshole.
0: Yeah, she's playing with Shep. She's using Austin as a pawn. You know, she's just not not the 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 Bible thumping little church girl that we thought she was.
3: No, and she's getting away with it because of that, and because of how mousy she is, and how cute See, and sweet. Madison
0: calls it out, and Madison was right. Madison no Madison knows a hoe when she sees a hoe.
3: Because if this were Madison doing this. It'd be like they would be dragging her so much. So it's like it 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 is crazy to me. It's not crazy. It's just annoying, and I don't like Taylor. So no, we also get Olivia packing for the trip, and with her mom, who her mom seems really sweet, but Olivia is very confused. Olivia is like. I just don't know. Like I, I ended things with Rod. We both agreed. And like, I like her mom being like, Oh, Rod was nice. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and then Olivia says, yeah, I'm just like very confused. Like, I still think I have feelings for Austin to which I can't like, I was like, really Olivia. I'm
0: rooting for you, girl. We rooting for you.
3: We are. You have to see the light girl. So
0: no finding Austin is the light. N- Okay, (laughs) Uh,
3: (laughs) Praying for you, too, Zach. We're rooting for you as well. (laughs) But, you know, like at that coffee, he kind of did say, which is just the fuck boy thing to do. Like, you know, I still like I think I love you. Like, I still love you type of a thing. And like, this is another thing where it's like, yeah, I'm angry with Taylor too, but you have to have the same type of anger for Taylor that you do for Austin. So for you to like, still be upset with Taylor for betraying your trust and her not understanding like the betrayal, but to like fall back into Austin's arms and give him a shot. Like he betrayed you too in this. Like he knew your relationship with Taylor. He w- was the guy you were dating. Like, I-, I just, I don't know. Like, I like Olivia do better girl. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: going back to Austin would be better,
3: Zach. I just think <laughs> you say it to get under my skin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but like I, 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 I mean, after watching this episode, like I, I feel like they both still have feelings for each other. I mean, it's obviously not healthy because she's like grieving and he's comfort. He's you know, he's heard Jack after in the Box. After watching fast this food.
3: episode, you text me, "OMG, Austin is terrible."
0: He was okay. <laughs> But, and then what else did I say?
3: You said Taylor should just date JT. Keep going. But Austin is just such a hottie. I forgive him. See? (laughs) I can't
0: with By the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm sold. No, I, 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 anyways.
3: So (laughs) I, I, we don't need to talk about Craig and Austin working out. But my only note about them working out was like, they work out how the Kardashians work out. The way they were yeah. lifting that barbell as if it was like five pound weights, so I was like, is this for real? Like, I could lift that. Well- <laughs>
0: People aren't having like full on conversations at the gym. Like when you're at the gym and you're going hard, like you can't really film and have a full on conversation. So if we have to have a conversation, you're going to lift a little lighter.
3: I would have preferred them to be stretching instead of seeing them like lift that thing as if it were like holding a jug of water. I was like, what the fuck? This was literally Khloe Kardashian in the gym trying to do <laughs> bicep curls. Like this is horrible form guys horrible form but the gang all arrives in Jamaica we get Olivia and Austin like openly flirting with one another Austin does a weird thing with his tongue and a straw that was just like don't please don't do that and it's making you know Taylor seemingly upset it's making JT upset like everyone's feeling some type of way about it I really loved Craig talking to the bartender and like trying to explain to the bartender about like the dynamics of the crew (laughs) As if they care. <laughs>
0: oh, Craig is just he's so fun. He, he's just, he loves to gossip. He, he loves, loves to, gossip. to just spill the tea. Yeah. And it's just he's my favorite.
3: Yeah, he, he's a good he seems like he'd be a good time, like someone you want to have like a happy hour with, and he'll tell you everything. So they all get checked in, which is also a fiasco, and Craig says get ready for dinner, It'll be an hour and a half. So They're all at this nice outside dinner. Craig toasts to the table, says, thank you all so much for coming. I really appreciate it. You know, being in a long distance relationship is hard, but you guys are like great substitutes. And they all say like, happy to be your sub. And then Chef starts like patronizing Taylor out of nowhere. I didn't really understand like where it came from, but it was about like traveling. And it was being a little bit like demeaning.
0: Well, I think he was annoyed with the text messages and like with just, I think he's annoyed with her behavior overall. And he's still hurt by the Austin thing that he's just working it out in these different ways. It's like seeping through.
3: Yeah. So they all take, what is it? Like a bicep drink? What do they do? Like when they were like, they had their drinks in their bicep and then they like drank it. Did you see that? Have you ever done that before?
0: No, I've never done that before. I'm going to start though.
3: It was, I was like, oh, I would be afraid that I would drop my glass. So
0: I don't think I would do it's it. It's just a little frat broy.
3: Yeah. So Madison and Austin end up in a corner talking together, which was, I don't know. It was kind of nice to
0: see. Love it. I thought I did. it was nice. Ugh, and their relationship was just like, oh, it was so good.
3: Yeah. And Loved like, it. I did appreciate like, you know. As onlookers, people looking on, they all thought they were flirting with one another, which it didn't look like from a distance, like they were laughing and like she was... good. It didn't look flirtatious to me, but like... Well,
0: well, but you see Austin get kind of like giddy about Olivia, that people maybe were misreading that as he was being giddy around Madison.
3: Yeah, yeah. So they're having a conversation, which as I said, everyone thinks they're flirting, but it's quite the opposite. Like it, it truly is. Like it seemed like a actual friend to friend type relationship or like conversation, which I thought was nice. Like Madison whispers to us and like, you know, like I believe you're in love with Taylor and he laughs. I guess that could, that like, if you're watching that aspect of the conversation, that looks like kind of flirty, but you know, he says, no, I'm not in love with Taylor or, well, she says, I would hate for you to pursue something because like not pursue something because of other people. Like Shep is a selfish asshole. Like if you're into Taylor, you should go for Taylor and like, don't worry about Olivia and blah, blah. blah." And he (laughs) says, no, it's not that I'm into. Yeah. He says, it's not that I'm, not into Taylor, like Taylor and I did have a thing. Like it genuinely was like four or five days of us actually thinking like, maybe this could be something. And I think where he says, I think where Taylor is like missing the mark with Olivia is that she's not being honest with the fact that we genuinely did have these feelings, which is true. Like, I guess to us, we know that. trying to downplay it. Yeah. yeah And so, but he says like, he starts to get really upset about Olivia. He's like, I genuinely still think, like, I have feelings for Olivia. And did he start to cry? Like, was he getting teary-eyed?
0: It seemed like he was getting a little emotion. I don't think he, okay. he actually cried.
3: Though. Okay. Like, he looked a little misty-eyed. And he was like, yeah, like, I've been going to therapy. I've been trying to work through it. Like, all this stuff. And I thought, like, oh, okay. Like, he does still really like her. He does still have feelings for her. And then cut to Olivia gossiping with Craig, King gossip of just like, yeah, look at them. They're flirting. Like I should have known better, blah, blah, blah. And perceiving their conversation as something nefarious. Uh, when in reality, he's confessing that he still loves her um, to Madison. And yeah, the episode ends ends just like that.
0: Uh, I just want to know who Austin's going to end up with in the end.
3: Nobody, because Olivia has a boyfriend Who's actually kind of cute
0: Oh, that's right, He she does have a boyfriend now
3: Yeah and,
0: and Taylor has a boyfriend too
3: Yeah, I think Austin just needs Like, they need to stop dating each other And I guess, like, they say Charleston's yeah. a small town I don't know But they outside of said friend group Do long-distance relationship Maybe you should just do
0: that Date a girl in another state <sighs> It works for Craig and Paige, even though Paige hates him
3: Yeah, even though Paige hates him <laughs> Um, yes. So we'll see how the rest of the trip turns out. It looks like Craig and Shep get into it next week, which will be fun. Also, I think there's going to be some continuous fallout between Olivia, Taylor, and Shep, or I'm not, I'm sorry, Olivia, Taylor, and Austin. So yeah, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, it's good. I was worried that it was going to get a little lackluster, but I feel like it's been holding up pretty, pretty good these past couple of weeks. Yeah,
3: I was too. There was like one episode where I was like, okay, we've exhausted this storyline. It seems like we're not going to get anything else. Oh, we also get, so it seems like the news of the hookup breaks while they're on this trip too. So like that, that'll be fun. I, I like when we break the fourth wall of like these people are semi-celebrities and there's news articles written about them. So yeah, we'll get that too next week, which will be fun.
0: Oh yeah, the the breaking of the actual
3: yeah the rumor of them kissing.
0: I'm ready for it.
3: Ready for it. All good. Well, that is it, guys. We will be back next week to talk Miami as well as Southern Charm, and make sure you stay tuned for our Friday edition of Morally Corrupt with Rachel Lindsay, Jody Walker, and Kelly Curry. They will be breaking down Potomac. Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City. So, we got you all covered with everything that's going on in Bravo because it's just so much to talk about. But we'll be back next week and we'll also see you Friday. Bye.
2: This episode is brought to you by State Farm.